What's going on? It's the Film Drunk Frogcast. Coming at you not live from the Frog Quarters in San Francisco. Uh, it's going to be a great show. I think a lot of us actually watched the same movie this week. Uh, almost all of us, really. Uh, that was All Eyes on Me, uh, the Tupac biopic. I don't know why we watched that. Matt Lee picked it, so you can blame I him. I picked it because it's on HBO Go, and I watched it already. Cool. That's. I mean, it's a good reason to pick certain things. Uh, let me introduce everybody we got with us. Today, we got Mr. Jesse Hett. Hey, what's up, you guys? Uh, we got Mr. Joe Sinclitico. Yo, what's up? It's the dick licking panty sniffer. Uh, and we got Matt Lieb, a.k.a. Phone Matt, L.A. Matt. He's in this car. AKA, He's in his car. A.k.a. No more chewing sounds, Matt. Apparently... Uh, me eating my Paquito Moss Tostada was very annoying <laughs> to some listeners uh, uh-huh. because there's a, a lot of little plastic popping sounds when I eat. And the host. <laughs> and, well, yeah, but usually, like, it doesn't matter what you guys think, but if the listeners are against it, you know me. I'm a shill for the listeners. Love the fans. Love to hashtag engage. So no more eating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, patreon.com slash broadcast if you want to donate here's one of the emails we got about matt's food guys and sometimes ladies i love you guys i love the broadcast i've listened to every single episode since day one and love them all bring back lindy west uh, but matt Lieb's noises usually chewing gaming or talking to people in the background are so fucking annoying and they totally ruin the show like hardcore because they are not funny for anyone who's not in the room which is none of us because he's in the car usually. Uh, <laughs> you guys laugh a little, but in reality, it's just the rest of us getting super pissed off in our cars and switching to Doug Loves Movies or whatever. I love Matt too, so, so much. I could listen to royalty freestyle all day, every day, but these noises and sounds are the limit. Believe me, you would stop listening if it was on another show. It also makes it impossible to hear what's going on. I had to rewind part of the Lenny Dykstra part two or three times to hear what Brendan had to say. Worth it. He was hilarious. Maybe there's a way to get him in studio and tell him not to bring his food and or his phone. So much love. Sorry for the negative feedback. Fraud on. Nicest Fuck complaint you! email ever, by the way. They can really hear Fuck you gaming? Yeah! <laughs> what does gaming sound like? Just like a series of tapping noises? Uh, it sounds like Matt rambling and failing to make points. <laughs> is what it sounds right. like. Listen, listen. He'll be like, yeah, uh, uh, remember that character that... Uh, that uh, uh, Fred uh, Armisen. Fred Armisen used to do, where he's like the the alt comic who brings up the newspaper and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, "Here's the, the thing." It's like you know how because the thing that's so crazy about this, and he just keeps prefacing. Yeah, you know, that's kind of yeah. what Matt does when he's gaming. Yeah, people can tell when I'm gaming because I'm not as cogent as I usually am. Mm-hmm. Usually, uh, you know, people uh, uh, <laughs> uh, like, but. I'd say, I'd say for the most, when I'm, okay, so the point is, is that I, I, uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do any more gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to do more, any more eating, uh, just driving and frauding. That's how I'm going to be when yeah. I phone Matt. That's how it's going to be forever. Look, here's the thing. Matt's a rambling man. I'm a rambling man. He does not I, let, I, gr- I he does not let Moss grow on his sentence. stones. I, I can't string a sentence together most of the time, you know. Yeah. But I guess it exacerbates things when my uh, when I'm playing uh, Call of Duty. He's got no fixed uh, address. We got to catch him on the CB while he's rambling around the country, you know, just looking for exactly. a soft place to lay his open head, open road, and some soft 
boobs to lay. Uh, his Matt, were you were you head. getting laid in high school? No, I didn't get laid till I was eighteen. Yeah, and I was either. in college. Yeah, yeah, that was. And Vince, uh, you didn't either, right? No, I was well into college. Wow, for real? Yeah, man. Yeah. Wait, Jesse, when did you lose your virginity? A bit. I was a senior in high school. I got oh, a hand okay, job. My I got a hand job my freshman year, and oh, then wow. like zero from freshman to senior. It was a Did fucking brutal. Uh, no, it was a real bad hand job, real aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, hand jobs are rarely well, good, but especially yeah. not when you're 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, the first uh, the first tits I ever felt, I felt this girl's tits in high school, and a year later she died. Because you felt her tits? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, you like a dragon? <laughs> I just, like, she moved away, like, maybe three months later, and then I found out a year later she died. From what? Embarrassment. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I put like a curse on her. I mean, it'd be a cool horror movie plot. <laughs> yeah. What is like thinner, but like no. You know, it's called but... tit. It's called tit follows. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. That's good. All right. We... See, when I'm not playing video games, I'm great. I know. I know. All right. So before we go further, <laughs> Jesse had new guest. I mm-hmm. feel like we got to find out a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? What are your desert island discs? Ooh, okay. Um, so I was born in central Kansas and then lived Whoa. there. Yeah, right. I didn't even know it was going to be that exotic. Lived there till I was 11. Uh, my dad's side of the family still lives there. Uh, so I spent some formative years in just like hillbilly country, like literal mm-hmm. like trailer country. Sure, And sure. then moved to Palo Alto, uh, California. This, that, those sounds are not me. I want to point out, <laughs> I have a feeling this episode is going to be full a fucking Joseph Clitico trying to frame me for some shit. Stop. I, dude, what, what sounds are you hearing? <laughs> God damn it, Joe. They're going to blame me. Mute Joe. I, I don't know. But look, I'm not va- Dude, I'm not vaping. I didn't say. I didn't say you were vaping. I can't mute, I'm sorry. I can't mute you guys separately, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, continue. I'm sorry for Joe. That, that's okay, man. Listen, these things happen. I'm glad you're out there heeding the call of the open road. It's like yep. therapy for you, man, just being out there. Yeah. It's a lot of traffic, dude. Like, everyone's taking a right. They should just go straight. Traffic in L.A.? Yeah. So you grew up in Kansas. You moved to Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. My mom uh, got into law school at Stanford, and so up. Uh, oh, look at you! Yeah, right. She uh, oh, moved wow. us out here. Then I go- went to high school in Palo Alto. Barely graduated. Moved to Santa Rosa after that. Then to San Jose. Then to Daly City. All the Santas. Now in Oakland. Yeah, I'm like covering the entire bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, now live in Oakland and soon to be Berkeley. Cool, man. That's you got the got it covered. Yeah, I've gotten uh, yeah. north, south, east. What have you learned in your time traveling around the Bay to, the, to the various Santas? Absolutely nothing. Okay. I try to not learn stuff, man. It just makes things more complicated. I mean, you got to have a child at home in Palo Alto. Can't you just sell it for like $20 trillion? No, we're, we're lifelong renters. Oh, okay. So I was yeah. always like the poor kid amongst the rich kids, like mm-hmm. the kid with the shitty clothes. And like I still have like a weird complex because of that. Like, it seems like a weird, like that seems like the ultimate formula for creating art because I feel like every like TV creator, it's all mm-hmm. like the OC guy. Usually it's some guy who's like way rich compared to me, who's uh, less rich than all the people that he's around. Yeah, yeah. But you guys are actually renting. So that sounds like you guys actually were 
less uh you know the the not rich people among the rich people yeah like a lot of student loan debt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all that shit and then uh yeah didn't start doing anything creative till i was almost 30 like i didn't because like you know in that environment like everybody just you get a you go to college and then you get like a job at an office and that's and just what people die. do and you kill yeah. yourself and then I was like, I didn't know that like I could do that. It was possible to do stand up comedy because mm-hmm. I was like sort of pre podcast. Yeah. So my yeah. impression was that, like, you gotta like know somebody who works at a comedy club, and they come you up know, to you and they go, you know, you're a funny guy. You want to get <laughs> right. on stage one of the, one of them nights, and you go, okay, man, I'll give it a shot. You know who I knew? Who? Joe. Oh shit! For real? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was uh, working at a cafe in San mm-hmm. Diego, and then uh, this dude Joe was there, and he had like huge ass hair and eyebrows mm-hmm. then, and. Uh, I think it just come out of rehab, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was like, "Yeah, dude, I do comedy," and I was like, "Oh, oh, that's the other place that would have yeah, a person where you're like you allowed to be that way." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so I went to a few open mics, and, and I then I met, and then I met you, dude. Yeah. Now I feel like if you just if you put any person in enough open mics, they're all they're eventually going to be like, "Ah, dude, I could do that." Yeah, yeah, you'll oh, see yeah. people suck at it so much. You're like, oh, it's not that yeah. hard. L- literally every other comic at an open mic used to be a door guy at an open mic. Right. Like they, you're just if you just if you're forced to sit through it enough times, you're like, you know what? Someone's got to make this slightly better because it's not like you don't have to put it on a pedestal as this grand art form. But once uh, you realize that it's a thing to be done, you're like, well, if it's gonna be done. I feel like I could do it at least a little better than this. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like and I then you be, try it and you can't. But like, you I know. I could at least be in the middle of the pack. Like, <laughs> right. I think even right. when I first opened mic, I wasn't the worst person there. Because I started in like the, the San Jose area. So mm-hmm. it's a pr- pretty oh, yeah. low bar oh, down yeah. there. <laughs> a lot of just street jokes. A lot of just <laughs> lot drunk of felons telling street <laughs> jokes. What, what's a street joke? Like the I don't, one of those where it's like you know where the setup's going. Like as I was in prison, and then this guy was just fucking me in the ass or something. And you're like, this is something that like a shitty uncle would say at Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> like it starts off with like, "What do you call a?" And you're like, oh, yeah, "You didn't yeah. write this." So did there you? are two guys, a Jew, <laughs> and you're like, "All right." Uh, what were you What were you doing pre comedy? Um, let's see. I took. I just had a bunch of like shitty jobs. Mm-hmm. And then would get a decent job and just completely suck at it and fuck up everything mm-hmm. and think that, like, I must just be, like, a fu- Like, I worked at some tech startups in, like, the first. I was a general laborer for, like, a year. Worked at a bunch of temp agencies. Uh, a general laborer? What's that? Just digging ditches. I spent, okay. like, a t- cool. about a year digging up old sewer pipe so that they could put new sewer pipe into a <laughs> development in Healdsburg, California. Nice, it was nice. the worst fucking job I've ever had. Hey, Jesse, what have you been doing? Oh, dude, just like laying pipe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sandblast uh, well, this one summer when I worked at my my friend's dad had like a farm. And uh, and uh, and one yeah, summer, yeah, and then he sandblasted all over his mom's face. <laughs> Pussy fuck. <farm. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we were sandblasting the racks that that hold the fruit pallets in the cold storage, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> that was like a two month job. And uh, the guy, this guy Henry that I worked with for a whole summer, called me Vic every day. I never corrected him. <laughs> uh, he was sandblasting one of the one of the racks, and I tapped him on the shoulder because it was like yeah. lunchtime or something. <laughs> Blasting racks, dude. That's what I. That's what I. That's what an Arab guy comes all over someone's tits. All right. 
yeah yeah and uh, not in a racist way <laughs> sure, sure. Just, yeah, uh, no. just regional yeah, yeah. geographically yeah, yeah. No, not racist at all and he turns around still holding the sandblaster and like sandblasted one of my legs like <laughs> like a hole in my jeans and stuff so anyway that was a fun story i shit in a guy's lunchbox one time <laughs> Because he, he was the truck driver, so we'd have to like dig up these old clay sewer pipes and pull them out of the ground and then load them onto a truck. And this guy was the guy who drove the truck, and he would just mm-hmm. sit in his fucking air-conditioned truck. And then at one point, there was like this slight incline, and he refused to back down the incline because he was like, it's dangerous, I might not be able to get the truck out. Oh, we were like, come Jesus. on, dude, that means we're going to have to lug these pipes an extra like 60 feet. Mm-hmm. And eventually, he was just like, eh, Union says I don't have to. We're like, all right, nice. fine. So on the last day of that job, I fucking shit in his lunchbox and put it back in his truck. Did you ever hear, hear yeah. from him? No, no, never again. Wow. I'm sure he, did, he probably knew who it was. That's ballsy. Because we were like the lowest, the general laborers were like the lowest rung of like the construction ladder. Yeah. I figure a truck Stop. driver, I mean, that kind of guy would be like, I can knife this guy and Union will cover my ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, we so were the ones who were in the best shape because we had to do the actual labor. True. So, like, this is like a morbidly obese truck driver yeah. who probably has never run in his life. Mm-hmm. So he was probably a little bit scared of the uh, this, like the rest of the laborer crew. Any job where you get to see a progression of truck drivers uh, ends up being like an interesting job by default. Mm-hmm. Some characters. There's, There's a lot strange... of dudes that are, uh, you know. Little little speed it speeded up usually. Yeah, my dad was a truck driver for mm-hmm. a while, and he was he's like go. me where he just like fucks up constantly, <laughs> and he does the thing where you're like the best person at your job, but then you just repeatedly fuck up, and the boss is like, "Dude, I have to fire you now. Mm-hmm. I can't not fire you, man." What does fucking up look like? Um, he would like cra- he crashed a couple uh, big rigs because he was like drunk and coked up. I think. Uh huh. But I mean that's. Which you do, yeah. Know? Like he was good, you know. Uh, Twenty nine days of the month, he was pretty good at his job. But then those those extra two, man, <laughs> that's when he really cuts loose. Well, that's payday. <laughs> cool. So yeah. how firm? How firm was the shit? Was it a good shit? <laughs> it was a pretty. It was pretty solid. Yeah. It was okay. like there, there were like individual turds. It wasn't like just one of those amorphous pile. Did ones. you wipe? Uh, I did, yeah, yeah. I had it planned. Like I knew that that was our last day working together. That is a good question. Okay. A lot of times, people say they shat in something, mm-hmm. and then they don't mention like the lo- like wipes or anything. Oh. And logistically, yeah. you do mm-hmm. wonder. Yeah, I brought some moist wipes with me nice. that day because I knew it was going down. That's a veteran move, right there. <laughs> yeah, and did it right at the end of the day. So I just wiped, got in my car, and went home. You should got a promotion right there. <laughs> um, do you guys see that Will Smith video? Oh, what did he do now? Bright? Are you talking about Bright? <laughs> no. There was like a tweet that was going around. And I feel like it's very common to any anyone in Will Smith's family. Like they do something. Everybody's like, oh, isn't this funny? And then it just weirds me out. Because mm-hmm. like everything they do weirds me out like a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's so intense. He's very intense. He's like a, he's like a, he's like Tom Cruise meets uh someone who's more personable i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know how to say how to describe it any but it's like you took like Tom a really Cruise meets a human yeah it's like <laughs> you took a guy who was like a really charismatic dude and then you just injected him with tom cruise dna and then he turned right. into this weird mutant hybrid where he kind of is kind of like uncanny valley now like he still seems like a human sometimes but often not yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Smith is getting more and more uncanny valley. Like mm-hmm. there was a time where I was like, no way he's a Scientologist. And then as the years have gone on, it's like, oh, he's a Scientologist for sure. I definitely, there's, 
you know, I loved I loved Fresh Prince as much as anybody else in my generation. Sure. Hell yeah. But he's got this kind of like like uh, he's got these glassy eyes and mm-hmm. and like his skin is becoming more and more glossy. Like he's slowly turning uh, into un- an uncanny valley like mannequin, <laughs> and it's it's starting to weird me out. Uh, the tweet is: Someone said Will Smith doesn't know the lyrics to the song La Bamba, and this is his reaction. LMAO. Los comentarios se burlaban de mí porque no conocía las palabras de La Bamba. That's like the Spanish where it's like, all right, you definitely read that, but okay. So it's just that. It's just him driving around in his wow. car singing La Bamba. They really got okay. to him with that allegation of him <laughs> not knowing. He, there's like some desperation in his voice. But see, yeah, I feel like the desperation comes naturally. Yeah, mm. uh, he missed he missed uh, some of the lyrics there. He like uh, he said, "Isn't it party party? Ya arriba, ya arriba." He just said. Yariba, yariba, mm. yariba, yariba. You can't. There's not that many yaribas. I mean, you can put as many yaribas as you want in there, man. No, you can't. <laughs> if it's like if we're asking, does he know the lyrics? That's different than does he know the melody and have some semblance of the lyrics. Sure. It seems like he proved himself. Uh, he proved the tweet right, but I don't know. Play it again. I don't know. I just I mean, you I, heard him fuck up. We all heard yeah. him fuck sure. up a, a couple of times. I feel like this is what happens with like 20 years of thinking of everyone thinking everything that you do is cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. He's like, this will be great. And instead, people are like, what happened to you, dude? No, but instead like, people are like, yeah, this is great. And then like two dickheads on a podcast are like, oh, <laughs> you, you I don't might know be right. this. That's a very good point. No one else thinks this is weird. Fuck. Everybody else thinks no. it's... But everyone else is wrong, though. I, I, I'd be... I, I, I think I feel safe in saying that most of the things that people like or tweet or, or re-Instagram is, is fucking crazy and everyone's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's the Justin right? Timberlake effect, I call it. The where, what effect? The Justin Timberlake, where everybody insists that a person is talented because <laughs> yeah. they're like a sort of a C plus in several different areas. Mm-hmm. And then he's funny somehow, when he's wearing a costume. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that was the line on Justin Timberlake. They're like, like, oh, yeah, he looks, you know, when he's dancing around in a costume in that one Saturday Night Live sketch, he's all right. Yeah, he's kind of good at singing. He can do the, he can <laughs> hey, sing in a hey. high voice. Anybody can fucking do that. <laughs> Are we all gonna pretend like like Justin Timberlake is not super talented? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, totally. It's not even pretending, buddy. This is this is no, real life, dude, baby. That's pretend. <laughs> he can sing. He can dance. He can act. He could probably DJ. He sure. probably designs shirts. <laughs> well, and, and just the just the fact that he like remembers all that choreography. Like, have you ever tried to learn a dance? I mean, that, After yeah, like I three can't. minutes, you're like. Fuck! Fuck. Yeah. 
yeah. this shit. I can't even doggy, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, you just—it's the most ag- aggravating shit in the world. You're like, I come on, let me just let me just freestyle. Day. I can't Superman that hoe. <laughs> but if you like, been... l- like all dances, I can't even do the twist, and they tell you how to do it in the song. <laughs> It's not a very instructive song to be. It just says go yeah, like this. Yeah, that's true. They not. say go like this. Yeah. And only if you see the video do you know what he means by this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You but gotta... if, you see, if you're just listening, you're like, what are you talking about, Chubby Checker? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Chubby Checker? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just spreading his ass like when <laughs> it was just him doing the fucking what's that what's that what's that famous go dude go take a woman by the hand and do the go move yeah take him by the hand and go like this stretchy asshole out and yeah, egg falls out it. <laughs> put all the, get four in there <laughs> oh. All right, so before we uh, before we start in on the movie, I got a couple music updates. Do you want to hear about the guy from Stained, or do you want to hear about Billy Corgan? Oh, I want to just say, I want to make a, an announcement. I got the apartment that I wanted, you guys. Oh, Congratulations, that's man. swell. Did you just get a text or something? I just got a text. I got Woo! the apartment. Oh. Beautiful. It is a beautiful studio, a big studio. I'm talking like I'm talking about like over 500 square feet, wow. maybe even yeah. And it's big, and it's oh guys, this is such a good. Don't day. kid yourself. Yeah. You're a rambling man. You're not going to be able to stay there long before the <laughs> yeah, call. Before the call the road. You're not, you're not wrong. There's a very good chance, but at least like maybe I'll low key Airbnb it. I won't. Yeah, there you Obviously, go. that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just very excited. That's good. Do you know what my credit score is? What? It is eight eight thirty one. Uh you guys heard it here. Steal Matt Leeb's identity. <laughs> you can get real good stuff with it. No, don't st- no, don't do that. But wait, was it eight thirty one or eight thirteen? It's in the eight hundreds. What's the highest a credit I, score can be? I, I, I bro mine's eight forty five. Oh. Like, really? Are you li- are you just saying this? No, 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 to- dude. I'll fucking I'm I'll confirm it, dude. I'll send you a picture and that eight forty five was up. <laughs> Damn, that's really that's really good. I don't like you Thanks, guys bro. already. Um, all right. Wait, why is why is mine not as good? I don't know, dude. I don't. Know. You know what? One time I bought these Columbia House. Remember Columbia House? Sure. <laughs> Yeah, so the CDs. The one, yeah, one time it was like uh, seven DVDs for one penny, so I did it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I don't understand how that works. It came with a bill of like $80, and I was like, but that's not a penny at all. And so I don't understand how they can advertise anyway, so I never paid that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so that probably hurt my credit. You got you to read the fine print, man. That's on you. Did I you... got Ice Age and I got like <laughs> the Aviator. Ooh, nice. And, well, yeah, uh, you made use of the Aviator <laughs> on the show at least. Yeah, yeah. Ice Age, I never got around to watch it. Come in with the milk. Come in with the milk. Come mil. in with the milk. Way of the future. Way of the future. Show me all the blueprints. God, Leo was so great in that movie. <laughs> Anyways, I got the apartment, you guys. Isn't it weird that Leo could be in that but also Blood Diamond? He's great in Blood Diamond. Yeah, dude. most convincing South about? African accent I've seen on screen. 
It you, was perfect. It's a tough accent to nail. You know, too. out here, it's bling bang. It was he did it badly. That's why. Oh, interesting. Bling bang, Africa. Yeah. You have to make your mouth very smooth. <laughs> That's right. Make and your teeth, you have to hit your teeth hard. <laughs> yeah, you do have to hit your teeth hard. Your teeth, I can't do it. That's man. the Afrikaans. Afrikaans. We were talking about. What are you gonna say? We were talking about bling bang on Twitter this week. Like, someone thought that that line was good enough. Like, they thought that line was such a banger that they put it in the trailer. They put it in all the TV spots. It was like prominently featured. Like you didn't have to see that movie to know that in Africa it was bling bang. And yeah. Just the concept of that, like just I'm really fascinated by that. Well, you know, I get it. It's like uh one's bling bling, others bling bang. You know? <laughs> sure. I mean it really puts a finer point on the on the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact that is really the yeah, that's the whole that's what it's about. I feel like that's what the constant gardener was missing. <laughs> you know, well, like the constant gardener was missing a really good line. Uh, about, I never, I never saw that. You never saw a constant gardener? It's great. It's got, uh, it's got what's her name from the Mummy? The, the oh, hunting. Rachel. Rachel Vice. Rachel Vice. Uh, it's got. Uh, uh, oh, uh, the dude, the uh, Ray Fines. It's got Mr. Red Dragon himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got this really great song that goes yeah, ah oh, yeah, ah oh, yeah, ah uh-huh, uh-huh. oh, yeah. That does oh, sound yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah, you guys think oh, yeah. that? Yeah. Ah yeah, ah yeah, ah yeah. It's pretty much that over uh-huh. and over again. It's called Cough Biro. <laughs> Cough Biro? The closest I got was uh, Rob Delaney's tweet about uh, the Constant Gardener 2 still fucking gardening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I want to say to that listener, I, I respect uh, I respect your opinion. You're right, and I will do better. Um, I will not eat, but also I have to point this out. I'm about to enter my parents' house again, so there's going to be that moment mm-hmm. where I have to see them at the dinner table and go, okay, guys, I'm, do- I'm going to my room. And that's just going to happen. Okay. Okay. Put him on real quick, like, man. Say what's up. Yeah. Did well, you know I, Matt Lieb's dad, uh, like, someone broke into his house while he was sleeping when he was a little kid? No shit. Uh-huh. And they, like, not only that, the burglar, like, came up to him while he was sleeping and opened his eyelid. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What? Just to scare yeah, him? I would yeah, never yeah, sleep yeah. again. No. Yeah, everyone Wait, says dude. That. Did as, and it was confirmed like the burglar went around and stole shit. Yeah, well, well, no, I don't know if uh, he never say, he said burglar. What he said was someone broke into the house. And oh, he just I had guess, a bad dream. Uh, well, it sounds like no, it sounds real. I think I think it was real. I don't know why you bring it up on this podcast. We believe believe victims. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. First of all, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, believe victims. Uh, second of all, uh, yeah, no, my dad sleeps like a baby though, so uh, everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. All right, have you talked? To, have you passed your parents yet? No, no, I'm literally still in the car, but oh, okay. I'm letting you know okay. it's all right. going all right. to well, happen. Well, before that, before we get to that, let's uh, let's start talking freaking the Tupac biopic. Oh, Valley returns us all eyes on me. Yeah. I got a That's... couple clips. Jesse, you haven't seen it. <clears throat> no, I haven't. Um, 
You Everybody? can guess it, though. That's the movie you can guess. I know about you Tupac's can write life. it off the top of your head if you are right. <laughs> you sure could. Um, in fact, here is like the first five minutes. The first five minutes is where we meet Tupac's mom coming out of the mm-hmm. courtroom for the trial of the Panther Panther 21, I believe. Yep. Uh, here we, I got that. Clip. To be free? Free. You were incarcerated for months. You fought your own case without representation and won. Now that you're out, isn't there something you like to say? Yes, I am a black woman. A black woman who just defended herself against a racist, fascist, imperialist system and won. the brothers and sisters wrongfully accused who may never see justice we must speak for them because everybody knows that all people don't have freedom and all people don't have freedom ain't free give us us free it's kind of weird because it's like <laughs> It's it's very wait, much wait, like wait, wait, wait. it's like a Black Panther movie, but there's a couple moments where she's like, "Freedom ain't free," and then there's like another moment where Tupac's are like, "You're out here looking for a handout," and you're like, "Wait a second, hey. who wrote this Tupac yeah. movie?" I wonder who produced it. Maybe it was another Steve Nugent joint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Steve Nugent joint. Yeah, did, Wait, they did, produce did, did you play? Did someone play a clip from Amistad? I just heard <laughs> "Give us us free." That shit is hella fucked up and racist. <laughs> Was that Joe? Joe, you're snickering. Well, you you guys reminded me of him from Blood Diamond, and then mm-hmm. it was a Jimon. It was a Jimon callback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did Digimon Hansu? Because you guys had me thinking about Jimon Hansu and what a terrible actor he was. Oh, he's really good. I thought he was way better than Leo. <laughs> All right. But, so, but. But Amistad is a fucking great movie. I agree. I, you know what? I've never seen it, and that's fucking crazy because it's a Spielberg, and I love Spielberg. But we're oh, not dude, talking it's about one of that. The best. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it tonight. So no shit. We gotta, we gotta talk about All Eyes on Me. First of all, yeah, that intro was great because there's a lot of. Uh, I really like. You know what's wonderful is when a reporter does all the exposition for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the whole movie. And, yeah, yeah, and I, and I love that. Um, uh, and I have to admit that that opening thing it had her saying pretty much everything except for uh, rapping ain't gonna put no food on no table. <laughs> now, if she, nice. If she, had, if she had said that, it would be uh, like that's where I would miss it. If I was writing an exact copy of it, I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, I was wrong there, but everything else I was pretty much right. Um, there's another moment that gets like where she almost gets there. We almost get to wrapping and putting no food on the table. And yeah. See if you can guess which scene I'm talking about. Uh, you want me to guess? Yeah. Okay, I'll guess right now. Uh, it's the scene where she is telling them to the, that move. No, I can't think of it. Oh, man, you're breaking up a little bit, too. Uh, It's when... Okay. uh, I'll tell you. It's when Tupac catches his mom, who used to be a revolutionary Mm -hmm. and a proud black woman. He catches her buying crack. Yeah. All right, so this is the scene where Tupac catches his mom buying some crack. Tupac, don't do anything stupid. Shit, cause you want a girl, 
What the fuck? Hey, hey, hey. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, this is my mama. This is my mama. This is my mama, man. Boy, what you think? What are you doing? What am I doing? What are you doing? You own this shit? Fuck is this shit? Are you on this shit? You're weak. Baby, what? I got it under control. You don't have shit under control. You're being weak, all right? You're better than it. Stop being weak, all right? This shit is killing our people. Listen, I said I got it under control, baby. It's okay. You don't have shit under control. Who you think you're talking to? See, this shit is killing our people. That was the line where I was like, oh, this you feels... You supposed to black queen, mama. <laughs> That's that, that was where it really felt like a Keenan Ivory Wayans parody, like from yeah, that punch sound, that punch sound effect was fucking amazing. It was like from Street Fighter. It was like, whoops. <laughs> yeah, Hadouken. <laughs> hey, do you have the clip? My favorite part of the whole movie was when uh, Tupac gives us wins. The 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 theater teacher comes up to him and he goes, oh, yeah. "Meet your new." Hamlet <laughs> and he raises his hand like he won like he just won a competition like yes. after giving the worst soliloquy by a 26 year old high school junior that has ever fucking lived yeah. and not only that but choosing literally the most cliche part of Hamlet yeah. like my god and saying it without any enthusiasm at all like the worst shit I've ever seen. And the guy goes, meet your new Hamlet. Oh, it's wonderful. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And they were like, and, and then, it, and then it immediately cuts back to the reporting goes, and that's how you met Jada Pinkett Smith. And he's like, yeah. What? And you're like, what? Cause she fuck? was in his acting class. And he also wrote her a poem according to the movie. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I love that scene. That was a really cute poem scene. You see, there's some parts of the movie that were cute. I thought the poem scene was good. Sure, uh, sure. I, I thought when they get into their Oakland apartment for the first time, you see someone stabbed. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, a woman stabbed her husband, and he fell down some stairs. Oh, well. yeah, that was that was pretty great. Um, I, I think you can immediately tell a biopic is going to be terrible based upon the fact that they cast somebody specifically because they just look like the person. <laughs> Exactly. And you're like, well, what are the chances that this guy can also act? I thought he was a decent actor. I thought he was a decent actor. <laughs> no, was, play the fucking Hamlet. He's pretty bad. Play the Hamlet and then tell me uh, that again. Am I gonna to have to be find that or not to be? Hold on, I think I might be able to find it. Yeah, just do some scrubbing. But yeah, no, for real though, it, it's right it's in the funny. beginning. I've always had the theory that oh, like. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Wait, no, hold on. Oh, here we go, yeah. Baltimore, he's at Baltimore School for the Arts. Yep, he sure is. This is so good. <laughs> here we go, all right. Oh, he does look like Tupac, though. He's got to wave off the cops first on the way to the school. Here we go. Are you guys Whether it's nobler in the mind <laughs> to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against the sea of troubles, <laughs> and by opposing, end them. <laughs> to die, to Whoa. sleep no more. Even <laughs> <laughs> your production of Hamlet. <laughs> 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 Price fighter. <laughs> 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 
That like three points where it seemed like he was going to do a British accent, but he never fully committed. He was like, whether it is nobler to be in the thing. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to defend this movie, you know, mildly. Defend it. Really? Uh, Yeah. Well, because here's the thing. Like, as bad as it ever got... It was only first of all, it was only ever entertaining bad. It was mm-hmm. rarely boring bad. It was always like bad enough to where it was like kind of silly bad. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, number yeah. one. It's a biopic. You can always enjoy a biopic because it's just like it's like uh, hey, he kind of looks like a guy. <laughs> hey, I've always wanted to know what what this person's life was about without reading. <laughs> yeah, number two. Um, there's a lot of subtext where you can tell that they had to get uh, the estate's permission, and like the only way that this estate would agree to this was like, well, Tupac was basically an unimpeachable saint at all times. <laughs> he never, he never practiced. Not, not only, not only was he perfect, he never practiced. It was just like we never see. What the fuck are you doing, Joe? <laughs> he's eating chips. That wasn't me, dude. No, Joe, you, he's trying to frame me, dude. I it swear wasn't to God, me, dude. I, I'm literally I, sitting in my bed. Okay. I, I I'm, oh. like we never see we never see Tupac acting outside of that one theater clip when he's like, well, clearly he's the best Hamlet actor <laughs> alive. And then another and another time, uh, he just gets cast in a movie because he was there to do lines with his friend, and the director was yeah. like, well, obviously this guy's hot fire. Got to get him in. Wait, the- but uh, so I I have to full disclosure. I couldn't make it through the whole movie. Uh, That's fine. Do they not do they not show him like rape? Like wasn't he in prison for rape? So yeah, so yeah. I wish he would have gotten further into the movie because it actually like the worst parts are mostly at the beginning. Like anything with his mom's really bad because she's like by far the worst actress in that movie. But. Um, uh-huh. So, like, there's that. There's, like, the subtext of knowing that his family had to give permission. And then my third point is just that no matter how bad it ever gets, you know there's never going to be more than, like, five minutes before there's another Tupac song, mm-hmm. which are all yeah. great. And so it's, like, the the more that they can just squeeze in actual Tupac songs, you're like, well, now I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's enjoyable, and and you know it's, like, it's enjoyable Tupac propaganda. And oh, I'm yeah. pro that. I, I like I like pro Tupac propaganda. I think he I think he's great uh, as much as his, his estate wants me to think that he's great. My favorite part was when he meets with Interscope yeah, and there's yeah. a little sales pitch for how accepting Interscope is during the film. <laughs> or there's like the executives are like, you know, we here at Interscope, we love uh, synergy. We, we we love to uh, give new artists and new voices uh, money and time and talent. And, uh, I like, got it. and I was just like, oh, you, you got that scene? Do I it. got it. I got it. Welcome, welcome. We love your music, Tupac. You paint a picture for the listener. It's not always pretty, but it's real. It makes you feel, and that's what good music does. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Now, we do have a couple thoughts, however. Little stuff. Maybe a couple of the tracks that just, just hold off on for now. Like what? Brenda's got a baby. So you know who I am, and you know my music, and you think that I would actually scrap that song? Well, to be blunt, Brenda's got a baby is depressing. It's real, like you said. Yeah, with all due respect, it's about a 12-year-old who gets molested. Nobody wants to listen to that. It's about a 12-year-old that gets molested by her cousin. 
ends up pregnant, gives birth to a baby on a bathroom floor, has to turn to drugs and prostitution just to put food on the table, and ends up murdered in the streets? Again, really good exposition hmm. there. I mean, I'm just saying. Let me tell you what your song's about. <laughs> Hi, it's me, a guy who looks like Goose from Top Gun. <laughs> but I work at a record label now. That's a marketing nightmare. And it's probably why all the other labels have passed. See, people just want to be entertained. Well, I admire that you know the lyrics to the song. But also with people wanting to be entertained, there are people that want to be heard. And that's where I come in. And I'm reporting from the streets. I'm educating and keeping it real on what's going on out here. All right? Do you know where Brenda came from? Uh-huh. Do you know where Brenda came from? The New York Post. Every day I read about that story. And every day that story got smaller and smaller. You know why? Because it's the hood. And white America don't give a shit about the hood. Now, we understand that there are issues in the inner city. There ain't no inner city, Ted. It's the outer city. You know why? Because we're left. <laughs> oh, <out of> shit. <laughs> You're born, you're born into a dynasty or an empire. You know what I'm saying? With the family crest and the family heirlooms. All family crest is cotton. We don't have no family heirlooms. None of that shit. So the only thing that we can leave behind is our culture and our music. This sounds like he's making it up as he goes along. Oh, wait, he's about to say, he's about to, uh, he's about to say this line, I think. It was founded on artistic freedom. We're an artist friendly label. We're an artist friendly label. Hold on. You got to shut up because you're way louder than the music. For your vision. I don't just need you to support it. I need you to understand it. Let's try this. Let me play this shit back for you, all right? Anyway, they say they green light it. Let's put it that. Uh, Yeah. But Did again, you play the part? I, I, I couldn't hear, but you know what? That's the whole thing. They're an artist friendly label. Uh, they're fucking, you know, they're founded on artistic freedom. I feel like Interscope uh, probably had to approve most of the songs yeah, being put sure, out there. For sure. That's what I'm saying. It's entertaining because, like, you can tell. Like, I didn't even get to the rape part. Do you remember what they, uh, what that was, Matt? Like how they, how they. Uh, I mean, they definitely depicted it as like a frame up. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing is like they, they they did their best not to straight up say, uh, well, you know, bitches be lying. But like, <laughs> he definitely it, it definitely implies that it that it was all bullshit. Uh, although I was waiting. Didn't it, wasn't for... there like a party in his hotel room and like she ends up beat up and he's like asleep <laughs> in the other room or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's it, it, they're trying to imply that none of it is 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 real. That uh, yeah, but you know what? The, the movie was missing um, a Joe Sinclitico approved rape scene. I think that would have. I think <laughs> yeah. that, that Joe would have really would have enjoyed it. I mean, I just you know, I just think it's I just think it's hilarious that they're like Tupac was a revolution. Like it's like <laughs> Tupac. I mean, the reason everybody liked it was because he's like kind of an unabashed piece of shit that was really good. At, it was like, yeah. it was like sex, drugs, bitches, and money. Fuck you, thug bit. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like all these white kids in the suburbs, like, I want to be like that. Just fuck you, bitch. But you know what he really but loved was like, it learning. Wasn't like anybody was going, yeah, he's a revolutionary. Salute him. They were like. He likes pussy and does cocaine and smokes weed and shoots motherfucker. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. that was what was exciting. It's like if they made an ODB movie and they were like, 
ODB was a misunderstood gene. You know, like he was a, <laughs> they turn it into like a Picasso fucking, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, they, like, I, I think you have to give some credit where some credit is due with Tupac because he, he was the best. like, he's the best. And he also uh, did have, like, he was. He wasn't doing conscious rap, so to speak, but he wasn't not doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he yeah, had totally. some songs that were like he was being as real as I think and palatable as people could he take. Was, yeah, in the well, 90s. like I, I, his early stuff was definitely like super, but when he blew up, it was like yeah, yeah, thug yeah, yeah. bitches and shit. And then he went back yeah. to the more poetic. <laughs> I, you sound all, like Tipper Gore when you're when you're doing fake rap lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Thug, uh, and bitches and get up and, and suck the dick and eat, eat the asshole butt food and and kill the and kill the man and N word this and white word that <laughs> white word. But like I mean, in all honesty, probably was more that guy. The, the guy that wanted to be a poet then the you know but he just saw the fucking opportunity to market with death mm-hmm. row and decided to be like eat pussy fuck <laughs> white people that'd be pretty progressive <laughs> actually like a rap suck song about down. eating pussy suck yeah. down <laughs> um yeah did, uh, my other favorite part was uh like when he shot shot at a cop and like the cops were beating up some guy and call him the n-word and, and they basically just pull the limo over, and Tupac pulls out a gun and like shoot, and it's like leaning on one knee, like shooting at the cops to try and save the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, but then, okay, that but then sounds, I, now it sounds awesome. But then I looked that up, and like that's what he claims happened. So I'm like, I don't know, and no one else is, can corroborate that story, but maybe that's what happened. I don't know. If that's how he tells us. I'm gonna like, go out on a limb and say that never happened. It's like when a little kid lies about something. Like I shot at the cop with my, I got yeah. my gun out and then I shot at the cop and I, I shot his hat off and it fell. Yeah. Like, and then the cop started crying and his pants fell down after I was shooting at him. <laughs> um. So uh, and then as soon as he fell, like, like I, I got a basketball and then I did a slam dunk and yeah. I'm only I'm only three foot ten now because I'm five. <laughs> um, so like a while back, Vince Staples uh, on Twitter had was apparently like live tweeting this movie. He like d- deleted them all, but man, he had some great tweets about it. Uh, some of them are saved on uh, Uprox. Uh, they got Tupac shooting on one knee like he on some Call of Duty shit. <laughs> um, Mano just got shot. Uh, Mano's just shot Tupac in the lobby wearing camo. This is getting intense. <laughs> the camo. Uh, this man Snoop doing his voiceover like the man playing him can't speak. That's real creepy. Creepy. <laughs> That, that was the best part because I was like, oh boy. man, this dude does a really good Snoop impression. Oh, and then I realized, like, oh, they just like got Snoop to do the voiceover. That's so weird. Is Creepy yeah, good no. or bad? I mean, I can't I th- tell. I think he's uh, ripping on the movie for like doing a voiceover mm-hmm, for the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. No, Creepy, creepy sounds gangster is mm-hmm. what that means. That's, that's gangsters. But. Um, I, yeah, that's the thing about, I could tell immediately, I was like, oh, that's fun. They got, they got Snoop Dogg to, to do the voice. Just like in, uh, in the movie Ray, where occasionally, uh, you know, uh, a, a 1960s Ray Charles is singing a song to himself and clearly a 90 year old 
great <laughs> Charles voice is coming out of his mouth. And I'm just like, I, I, this is taking me out of it completely. Was like, Ray they, Charles they had, still alive when they made Ray? Yeah, yeah, he was oh, still alive when they made Ray. He was, nice. I think he died in his 70s. But like mm -hmm. old Ray Charles voice is a, is a beautiful voice, but it's very clearly the voice of an old man singing. So uh, it, it took me out of it a little <laughs> bit. So yeah, I think it's a good movie. I mean, I don't think it's a good movie, but it's a fun. Like it's, it's not hard to watch. Like once you get I mean, past it was the no first, Ray. once you get past like the first fifteen minutes, it's like a pretty easy watch. Like every five minutes, there's gonna be a Tupac song and like a naked groupie. And by the way, the guy who played Shock G from Digital Underground <laughs> oh, was a goddamn no. delight. Yeah, that was amazing. Like uh, he, he. It sounds like they went back in time and got a young. Shock G, and then <laughs> cast him in the film. The best part is that, <laughs> like, he comes in. He's like, I got, I'm gonna audition for Digital Underground. He comes in and he spits like four bars, and everybody's nodding, and they're like, "Welcome to the underground." <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty easy audition. Uh, It'd be so so much better if he came in. He's like, "To be or not." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I definitely thought it was it was really funny how they have that scene where he's like, Shock G, I need to go out on my own. I need to say my own thing and do my own thing. And if you don't like that, then I'm then I'ma just leave. And he's like, Then get out, then get out, dude. And then there's this <laughs> yeah. pause and he's like, No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Great joke, Shock G. He's a, he's a real jokester. <laughs> He's a little jokester. Maybe yeah, Shock was... G had to sign off on that biopic also. Yeah, and he's like, I want one joke. And I want <laughs> that joke to be where I say something mean and then I go, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> I want a psych that's my, Tupac. That's my favorite type of joke, the one where you're just playing. Man, those jokes were huge in the mm. late 90s, though. Dude, yeah, those were really good jokes. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> those were fun. Say Tupac uh, biopic better or worse than the Biggie one from Oh, I a never saw the ago. Biggie yeah, one. Me neither. <laughs> it's oh, a, I I watched the first half of it. I didn't finish it. It's like um it's like a, a poor man straight out of Compton. Mm -hmm. But I feel like because straight out of Compton is like mostly well done, it gets away with being basically the same thing as the Tupac biopic. Like they're both extreme propaganda for like one's for Dre <laughs> yeah. and one's for Tupac. But like, you know, they're they're the same thing. Like you get a you get a kick out of watching them do the raps that you like. Mm -hmm. And I really I I do not understand people who make biopics like that. It's like you've seen Chaplin, I I assume, right? You've seen Chaplin, I, like not for a long time. Oh, it's such a fucking good movie. And the best part of it is like how uh, they they do kind of a similar structure as All Eyes on Me, where they got like a guy interviewing him, but it's his biographer uh -huh. going into into uh, Chaplin's autobiography and pointing out uh, you know parts where he's like, none of this happened, <laughs> you know, and and it's great, it's great to like, it's great to see uh, you know the propaganda kind of get get torn down a bit, but instead they make these movies where they're like. Nah, Biggie was perfect, despite you know the fact that like you never see him eat the whole movie, <laughs> and, and, and and like like Tupac, you know, it's like you never see him like uh, get too exhausted and cry. Like he should be crying most of the movie. He's clearly a, a like a an artist, you know. I don't know. I feel like these 
movies are too nice to their subjects and they you know show them to to be kind of show them to be the pieces of shit that they were and, but that's like okay because we love pieces of shit and like pieces of shit if yeah it was, we're all flawed if it was a real tupac movie i mean wasn't he like 25 when he died and he had 11 posthumous albums like mm-hmm. his entire yeah. i mean it would just be nothing. it would just be him in a studio the entire fucking movie <laughs> exactly yeah. the, the dude did nothing it's very like hamilton you know where i don't know if you guys know if you do you guys see hamilton no <laughs> no all right well y'all need to get some is he like my but... name is hamilton i'm here to say, <laughs> say i like the constitution the in a major way the usa <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's not the president. Um, no, it's like you know they they point out like Hamilton was very much uh, like like Tupac in in a sense where he literally after he died he has like uh, tens of thousands of pages volumes of mm-hmm. his writing like he had a bunch of posthumous shit because he was like fucking he was uh, constantly writing and and they show him you know in. I don't know. My point is, is that like show 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 him in the studio. Show the person recording. who's known for a thing doing that thing is a yeah. general like good rule of thumb. I'd show say. him when he yeah. sucks at rapping at first. Like yeah, with every yeah. sports movie, when they show like the guy shooting free throws and just bricking them, and then there's like a mm-hmm. montage. Like show Tupac being bad at rapping. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Where he's exactly. like, my name is Tupac, yeah. and I'm here to say I like having I sex with I'm women. <laughs> I want to fuck some bitches, but I also Guys, respect them. What am I here to say? <laughs> yeah, that would have been fun. Like figuring out what you're here to say is half the battle. The first half of the battle is your name. Yeah. Well, coming up with your name is not easy. <laughs> yeah, that's the easy part. Apparently, <laughs> be funny. He's in the studio. My name is Tupac, and I'm here to say. Now it's the hard part, dude. What are you, what, what are you, what are you here to say? Did you uh, like? Did you like that he, um, like he became a rapper at like a poetry reading with like a weird white person from NYU or something? Yeah, mixed mic, baby. Mm-hmm. Mixed open yeah. mic. Yeah. It's like here's yeah, that, and his name was MC New happens. York apparently. Ah, look at that. That's an interesting story. See that? <laughs> yeah. Was that in the movie? I mean, there's a lot of interesting tidbits in this movie. Like the fact that Brenda had a baby was the New York Post story. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. Or the fact that uh, that his mom smoked crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, didn't, I, did, I didn't know that. Did he talk about that in his music? I don't remember him ever talking about his mom smoking crack. I, I remember no Bradley. Mother. I remember Bradley Noel talking about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he goes. Uh, you yeah. always was a black queen, mama. Even when you was a crack fiend. Oh, oh. yeah. And then he said, uh, "Man, don't get me started. My mama smoked so goddamn much when she was pregnant. I'm surprised I ain't retarded." Mm, but I, yeah, I, I thought true. he was talking about cigarettes. Oh, because like. Uh, you know, she, I figured she didn't smoke crack while while, while he was while I like, she was pregnant. I like when he was all, "I don't get angry when my mom smokes crack." <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. If the bottle goes right to the rock, that's yeah, what you smoke. Yeah. Pot, yeah. She smokes pot, and then she hits the bottle, and goes right, goes right. Yeah, that's that's my favorite Tupac song. Admitting that marijuana is a gateway drug, like directly <laughs> walking you through 
the entire gateway drug experience there. Yeah. The real the real gateway drug is Louis Dog the Dalmatian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You start with the Dalmatian, you end up on heroin, dude. <laughs> oh man. By the way, I was in Italy today. Sorry, this reminds Why'd me. Why'd you say it weird? Italy? Well that's Mario Batali's thing. Italy. Yeah, yeah. He has one in New York and then now they open up one in LA. And I see this guy holding a eight week old corgi puppy and I walk up to him, I'm like Oh, can I say what's up to this guy? And he's like, I prefer that you didn't. And oh, I was like, Wow, fuck your mom. Wait, bro. Dick. like what? Is serious? And like he wasn't joking. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I prefer that you don't. And I was like, Uh, suck at a motherfucking dick, bro. Yeah, that's and when you also, fucking. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, like, why do you have your eight week old cutest fuck little puppy? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Literally, when literally you got a puppy restaurant in LA, like that puppy belongs to the world, and mm-hmm. you are yeah, you dude. are just its management. Like you're not <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. Like, dude, I, I, that puppy was, needs and... to be fucking that that puppy. You should have stolen that puppy, <laughs> Jack yeah. for his puppy. Or either that, or get Spike it, get it, it in like a, man- a football. No, get it emancipated from its bitch ass owner the mm-hmm. same way like uh, Macaulay Culkin did with his parents. <laughs> yeah, and then they had, that's why they had like twelve other kids of the same gender somehow. Yeah, how the fuck did they do that? Is there a bunch of Macaul- uh, like a bunch of Culkin girls out there that we don't know about? Like these fly ass Aryan oh, queens? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I bet mean, there are. I mean, because if you uh, if you look at Macaulay Culkin and the whole Culkin clan really you're like i wish that was a girl so i could fuck it is that what yeah 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 like i look at them i go like as boys i'm not so they're not that attractive they're kind of you know feet and they're i don't know they're they're not you slap a pussy on it you slap a pussy on that or now fuck that keep the dick but you slap some tits and some skinnier legs and honestly you can keep the face pretty much the same Mm -hmm. and i'd fuck it Uh (laughs) uh-huh cool cool Um, am i right jesse yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You always was a black queen, Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys want to hear about Lee- Louise Linton? I don't know if you remember this chick. She. So we were talking about Steve Mnuchin, mm-hmm. Treasury Secretary. He, you also see his name on a lot of movies. I think he did like all of the uh, Warner Brothers movies. He yep. like helped finance them. Just watched uh, the House this weekend. The Amy oh. Poehler, uh, Will uh, Will Ferrell vehicle, and at the end, just lost my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> Executive producer Steve Nugent. There's like Mnuchin? five Jesus. years of movie like movies where he he did like half of Warner Brothers. I mean, all Which, all he does is like you know provide the money. Yeah, it makes sense, right? That's what a producer does. Isn't yeah. it? A producer is just a guy that gives. So just producer is checks. a guy who gives money so he can hang out with actresses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and hence Louise Linton, who was like a D-list mm-hmm. actor, who also happened to grow up in a, like a Scottish castle, and then oh. she did a gap year. What? Yeah, she did a gap year in Zambia and wrote like a, a shitty, a shitty, basically white girl uh, at an orphanage Tinder profile pick the book. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, and uh, and like the the part that everybody pointed out was. Joe, what the fuck, man? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. What was Unbelievable. that? I swear. Okay. I'll admit it. It was me peeing. I'm not earlier. even Okay. I'm not even hearing oh. the guy sound you guys are talking about. No. Well, that's uh We're all so, but you you know, he's, he's framing me because of this letter. He wants oh, Are you shuffling a deck of cards? <laughs> Guys, please, it's not a good continue. joke. It's just I'm just, just saying. <laughs> yeah. 
please continue. Uh, yeah, so she was the skinny white Mazunga with long angel hair. That's how she thought the Africans. Uh, Mazunga? Yeah, that's like foreigner or something. I don't know. <sighs> Sounds like a made up slur. <laughs> um, so now she has. <clears throat> people found out that she was terrible. She's had like multiple. Um, was it? multiple uh, uh waves of people finding out that she's terrible like first mm-hmm. it was like writing the shitty memoir um and then like she like ripped on people who made fun of her on instagram mm-hmm. and so now she's doing like her uh her 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 profile getting her profile done in l like trying to rehabilitate the rehabilitate that image um and um so she's doing a great job uh, louise Lewin- louise linton has accomplished the near impossible task of locating an ordinary meeting place in the most moneyed stretch of the Upper East Side, where she and her husband, U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, own an apartment. In this part of town, there is hardly a store in sight that doesn't sell sweaters that cost more than most Americans' mortgage payments. Prada, Tom Ford, Celine, blah, blah, blah. Many of which Linton made the regrettable decision to tag in that fateful now-deleted Instagram post. They're all here. But for our meeting, she has selected the humble Three Guys restaurant, a bustling family diner and an oasis of normalcy in a land of excess. I will meet. I Lu- prefer Five Guys. Yeah, uh-huh. two more guys. Five Guys burgers. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, Good dude. God. Yeah. <laughs> I will meet Louise Linton, the 37-year-old woman most frequently described as the Marie Antoinette of our current era, at a place that serves mozzarella sticks and chicken fingers. Uh, someone else looked it up in this chicken fingers are 1695 <laughs> that's, that's another, another. Uh, there are many other things Linton insists make her a regular person she loves soul cycle for one that's a temple for me she says dressed in a soul cycle beanie and leggings Jesus Christ, that's not regular. Fucking 24-hour fitness is regular. Soul cycle is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Keep going. It's 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 basic but not regular. So she's accomplished yeah. She's ba- it's, Yeah, b- basic it- bitch shit is usually very expensive. <laughs> right. All yeah. right. That's the thing. Basic bitch just just means uh it's it's expensive. That's expensive. It's basic right? and an aspiration. There's an aspirational aspect <laughs> of being basic where it's like Right, sure. It's like a fantasy. It's the every woman's fantasy, but like shitty because you're not creative. Um, this is my uniform. I wear Soul Cycle stuff every single day of my life. She's fond of the expression super duper. Oh. She is super duper sorry for all of the missteps in her self presentation. She finds the idea of doing a reality TV show, which many people have floated to her in recent months, to be super duper scary. Other ordinary girl things Linton loves calligraphy and big band jazz. She enjoys taking cute selfies with Mnuchin using the Snapchat filters that make people look like puppies and piglets. Uh, against her husband's wishes, she shows them to me. I didn't even know she had. <laughs> oh, that's great! I didn't Please even don't. know she had a Snapchat. Her press rep says, faintly concerned. I like that. That's the best part of any uh, any uh, curated profile is where the press rep pretends like, oh no, I didn't know he was going to let you into the inner sanctum. (laughs) Oh, behind the scenes, oh no. Yeah. She is obsessed with dogs, especially sick ones. So much so... What? She has like dog Munchausen syndrome. (laughs) If they're not sick, she'll make them sick. (laughs) Munchausen. She's got Munchausen by proxy for doggies. Yeah. Munchausen's up. by poxy. Pa. Get it? Like pa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. P A W dash X Y. There you go. Um, 
She is obsessed with dogs, especially sick ones, so much so that she once made friends with a homeless man named Richard in a park in Los Angeles because she was concerned about the health of his dog. What, not the guy? He he was a regular guy, but she thought he was homeless because he only makes like 80 grand a year. She's like, you poor, unfortunate thing. So what am I supposed to think? Is that a Kirkland brand? He had a rope collar. She was very concerned. That's so funny. The writer is is fucking throwing so much shade. Oh, for sure. It. She wound up paying the vet bill. Richard, over the phone. This is the best part. Somehow the homeless guy has a phone, <laughs> and she knows this guy. Like for sure, they like found this guy, Richard, and was like, "Hey, can you vouch for Louise Linton over the phone?" Uh, Richard, over the phone, tells me that he knows Linton is a good person because his dog loves her. You can't fool an animal. <laughs> <laughs> dogs read people he says also my dog tells me that kills the president sometimes <laughs> uh, she believes that everyone should go to therapy it's like going to the dentist she says like any average person Linton uses Amazon religiously and orders delivery meals on Postmates on evenings when she's not making her husband a big ratatouille with leftover groceries god damn her attempts to sound normal leftover groceries <laughs> you mean just groceries she you haven't even, used yet? she can't even fake it this is incredible <laughs> yeah I'm so regular like sometimes I do Postmates and sometimes I make my husband a big ratatouille it's like going to the dentist something that everyone can easily afford whatever they want you know how we all go to the dentist all the time <laughs> Oh, that's, I just made myself sad. I gotta go to the dentist. Yeah, me, me too, man. I'm just thinking about that. I, just, I, just, I know that I, I don't. I know I'm gonna have to spend five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's I, always I, bad I news. Know, I know my teeth are bad. I know it. Um. I'm sorry, go ahead. And when she's feeling worn down from all the negativity in the world, she'll turn off her television and her phone, light some candles, and blast Duke Ellington so loud that it reaches every nook and cranny of her $12.6 million Massachusetts Avenue Heights home. I love this writer so much. <laughs> oh, who's, who's the writer? Uh, the writer is Carrie Baton. She, uh, Carrie Baton, you're crashing it. I assume she's a listener. She's probably not a listener. But that this is so fucking good. Um, what? Oh, sorry. So sh- I'm skipping past the stuff that we already know. Uh, it wasn't until 2013 that Linton met Mnuchin at the wedding reception of a mutual friend. This is son of a successful Golden Sachs partner and an art gallerist. Mnuchin worked at Goldman for 17 years, long enough to rack up a, a reported $46 million in company stock. He eventually settled in Los Angeles, taking a chunk of his hard-earned Wall Street money and pouring it into the film business, backing the X-Men franchise and Avatar, among other big-budget hits. Damn, he's so fucking rich now. Yeah. So, that makes me so sad. Uh, Linton didn't think much of Mnuchin, who's 18 years her senior at first, but she did mention to him in their initial conversation that she was hosting a fundraiser for a dog welfare organization called Mutt Match LA. To her surprise, he showed up at the fundraiser and the two struck up a casual friendship. I would love to see what the casual friendship between. <laughs> like we just go to self like all, and then I just come over and you're like, Do you like Ratatouille? Oh, I like Ratatouille. Oh, let's listen to jazz. I take my elderly husband to Soul Cycle with me, <laughs> wheezes in the corner and stares at me. Uh, seven months later, they went on two consecutive dates. 
Since they'd both been married before, Mnuchin twice, he has three children with his second wife, they eased into an engagement after two years of dating in 2015. We're so, so different, Linton says. He's ice and I'm fire. I like to try everything, taste everything. I love to explore. And he is much more habitual. He likes what he likes. We balance each other out nicely. Dude, she eats his butt. <laughs> for sure. That, I know what all those words mean. That's code for I, I eat my husband's raw, hairy asshole. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not shaming anyone. That's very nice. I wished, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Linton's sometimes treacherous lack of filter is only matched by Mnuchin's extreme caution. He keeps one of the lowest profiles of any top-ranking Trump official and generally finds himself in the spotlight only because of his wife. If he is impacted by the vitriol aimed at his family and his colleagues, he and Linton received a package of horse feces two days before Christmas <laughs> sent by... <laughs> <laughs> sent by quote the american people he doesn't show oh, that's great nor does he seem to express any concern that his wife's snafus will damage his own reputation when asked about his wife's turn in the spotlight over email just a few days after the horse poop incident he wrote i think social media has made her misunderstood and she is not at all the person that has been portrayed she has a huge heart is sensitive deeply compassionate and kind she has humility and gentleness She's also funny and makes people laugh. She loves gadgets and has a bird feeder in the backyard. <laughs> Some bird feeder gadgets. This is an elderly man talking. Uh, like, oh, make gadgets it nice. and gizmos. <laughs> and Uzi Watsies. She and loves licorice. And thingamabobs. She loves butterscotch candies. I'm always feeding her one out of my pocket. <laughs> we're, we're very different people. She's so much younger than me and better looking. That's what, Those are major differences she loves gadgets and doohickeys <laughs> always carrying around one of them thingamabobs when i'm trying to feed her candy <laughs> speaking uh, to the machine she says she spent a year on the dark continent <laughs> wrote about it <laughs> she loves gadgets and has a bird feeder in her backyard she reads john stewart mill and writes notes in the margins of her books she's an incredibly warm and loving person and Linton's... I want to read those notes. <laughs> yeah. I want to read the margins. Uh, I, I just, to me, that nothing is a deeper insight, a window into someone's soul than the notes they write in the margins of a book. You know, <laughs> like I remember when, when uh, back when I used to uh, read a lot of a uh, political uh, theory. Uh, in public because I wanted to smash and call it. <laughs> sure, um, sure. Did you guys see Lady Bird? I was basically the kid reading um, the history, uh, People's History of the United States. I was the kid reading Zen, except for it was in college, so it was way sadder. Anyway, <laughs> and you're like sitting I, on the back of a, of, of, a, of, a, of a Dodge Neon being like, that's hella tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is so rad. This is so sick. And I would write in the margins and I would underline things. And the things I would write in the margins, because I am this superficial, I would just write totally. <laughs> that's it. Like, I had nothing to add to it. But totally, and like yeah, like I was basically like in uh, in shit town. Yeah, uh, the guy who got shot in the head, remember? And yeah, yeah, yeah. All I can do is say yeah, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, yes, sir. I was that yeah, except for in in, in 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 book margins. Anyways, go on. Uh -huh. And Linton says she's able to draw some silliness out of her husband. 
He likes to do impressions of her and will and will call her Lady Linton in the privacy of their home. <laughs> the two classify themselves as movie buffs. When I ask what their favorite film of the year is, Linton mentions that they recently watched and adored Crazy Stupid Love. Didn't that come huh. out like four years ago? Doesn't ma- doesn't matter what year. Did they mention which year of the year? Mm, yeah. You don't know what the is. True. Mnuchin is an avid cyclist, and in a classic marital compromise, he and Linton trade off weekend trips to SoulCycle with journeys into the wilderness on real bikes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I fucking... I hate... I hate their lives. I think I hate their lives because he is the Treasury Secretary and should be doing whatever that job entails. <laughs> you hate their job. You hate their. You hate their lives because... They're both like idle rich pieces of shit. Like mm-hmm. they're the exact people that uh, like a better estate tax would not have created. <laughs> like yeah. she grew up in a castle and she and she's like I got it as a gap year in Zambia and now people have to read my dumb book and he's like you know uh, I don't know what the hell his parents did but probably something. Goldman Sachs bankers yeah there you go yeah it sounded like they were bankers it sounds like that's the family business oh god. Unlike Linton's first husband, Mnuchin makes an effort to bring her friends into their lives. He's invited Hempel, who's like some sort of model or something, uh, who's an heiress model. He's invited Hempel and her family to stay with them multiple times. She can fall asleep anywhere. She'll fall asleep on the sofa in front of a film, and he'll carry her up to sleep. Uh, She can fall asleep anywhere. I guess he's talking, like, I guess this girl's talking about Louise Linton now. Mm -hmm. This is a little bit confusing, because it'd be weird if... The friend fell asleep and Steve Mnuchin would carry her up Yeah. To, you know. well, I'd believe it. Yeah. She can fall asleep anywhere, sometimes on too many Xanax. She'll fall asleep on the sofa in front of a film and he'll carry her up to sleep. And then she'll fall asleep in the bathroom. What? <laughs> Their dog, Beersy, needs quite a lot of extra care and Steven is right on it. Sometimes she even falls asleep uh, right before they're about to have sex. She'll go, oh no, I'm asleep. We can't right now. Hey, what if, what if, what if in the middle of the Tupac movie, uh, Tupac sneaks into somebody's house and opens up a kid's eyes, and right at that moment, <laughs> Matt's dad walked in the room. He's like, "That's him." <laughs> I believe that Tupac is a time traveler yeah, from time another, another era. Another era. That would be fucking cool. It would be called "All Eye on Me." <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you are. Nice, dude. All eye on me. I just can't tell if anyone can hear me anymore. Uh, It's okay. I I can just listen. um, All right, last last bit of this I'll read. He is the most decent, moral, sweet person I've ever met. He's brilliant, and he understands the economy, Linton Mm -hmm. says of her husband. She this is he would like made most of his money by like uh, with fraudulent mortgages, basically. He's doing (laughs) like a lot of like bullshit like foreclosure fraud. Um, she has a tendency to classify all the people she's met in the administration using long, breathless lists of adjectives. Mm-hmm. As bumbling as she can be when talking about herself, she is deft at fielding political questions in the most uncontroversial way possible. The people of Washington are, quote, decent, wonderful, nice people. The vice president is the most gentle, lovely, wonderful, smart, kind person she has met. Magai mm-hmm. Macario Doyle, an ambassador of Monaco to the U.S. and Canada and a real inspiration to Linton. <laughs> Of course, the fucking ambassador to, <laughs> of Monaco. <laughs> yeah, the guy who's like the uh, the, uh, the the emissary of a tax haven. Like, yeah, oh, yeah from that's... the gambling country. <laughs> yeah. 
this is the place where we just let millionaires come and you know park their ill-gotten gains from elsewhere on the globe. Uh, is graceful, wise, elegant, smart, thoughtful, and caring. The president himself is nice and so charming. His daughter Ivanka Jesus. is incredibly bright, brilliant, gifted, thoughtful, kind, generous, and very, very elegant. Mm-hmm. Gifted is true. She gets a lot of fucking gifts. <laughs> yeah. Entire life. Lots of jewelry. Linton has recently started wearing Ivanka Trump's brand of shoes, which you can buy for $69 on Amazon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> They're incredible, she says. And along 69, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that's All enough right, of bye. that. That's enough of that. I'm done with that profile. How about you guys? Wow. What a monster. <laughs> what a worthless person. <laughs> yeah. I just, like I, really... t- I just like to tell you about people that you should hate. <laughs> Louise Linton, add her to the list. I really like that you can have a friend whose one idiosyncrasy that you can think of up top of your head is they sleep a lot. <laughs> that's the most... That's the most rich person idiosyncrasy I've ever heard in my life. She falls asleep oh. a lot. Um, she's always, you know, like, you know, sometimes when Louise is, is on the toilet yeah. and uh, reading a book, sometimes she falls asleep there. Hey, this is Brittany. She's tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of her thing is like she's so tired all the time. I mean, could they be any more on the nose, uh, like idle rich? Like he has uh, some sort of money laundering job, or he's basically he's failed upwards from from diff- in different forms of mm-hmm. money laundering, and then now uh, he can mm-hmm. afford this trophy wife uh, who comes from a, a a family of heirs in Scotland, and uh, you know she falls asleep on the toilet sometimes, and <laughs> and and has like a. Has a sick dog that should probably be put down, but she like makes her husband take care of it. Yeah, I love, and that she helps homeless people's dogs. Yeah, not, ho- not homeless people, just the dogs. I still yeah, think that people? Richard is not homeless at all. He's just like a guy that lives. He like rents a condo, and yeah. that's her version of someone yeah. being homeless. Richard probably has like, twice as much his... income as Matt. <laughs> he lives in like yeah, a, for a, sure. He lives in a much bigger studio. <laughs> He's probably the manager at SoulCycle. (laughs) She just doesn't remember his name or what he looks like because, you know, he's a peasant class. It's kind of like when you call your teacher mom. It's like she just, she goes to SoulCycle and she assumes the guy lives there because he's always there. (laughs) That's the only place she sees him. (laughs) There's a nice picture that accompanies the article of like a... Trump and uh, Mike Pence and Steve Mnuchin and Trump and Mnuchin have the trophy wives and then Pence just has mother. It's a bummer. She's, she's wearing like a smock. Everyone else is in designer clothing. <laughs> I can't take uh, Pence because he's just he's always squinting and mm-hmm. it's like even when he's smiling, he looks like he's seeing something uh, bad in the distance. Yeah. Like he's smiling at you, but like oh, behind your head, he sees like some sort of thing that he thinks is, is too gay to be. <laughs> Speaking of. He thinks, he thinks he sees a gay trying to convert his son like over your shoulder. He's a, a beautiful, beautiful man <laughs> over your shoulder. <laughs> I think he's just sitting there thinking, uh, the poo is is an out hole, not an in hole. It's an out hole. That's all he can think about. The butthole, the butthole is only for out. 
and and the and the mouth is an in hole. That's all he's he's just trying to remember that. You know why do they eat? It's like his the poo poo. That's <laughs> what happens after you eat and you're done eating. You can't re eat the poo poo. The gays do it backwards. <laughs> um, Joe, you didn't have any movie pitches, did you? I I don't, but I had that. Uh, so the 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 Eric Roberts Vanity Fair article. Uh huh. Okay, so Eric Roberts has been having a tough time. Sure. I mean, has uh, he? He's Julie like... Roberts' brother. Yeah, he was on drugs for a while. Oh, Nobody no. wanted to work with him. He had Aww. a pretty pretty big fall after uh, Best of the Best, mm-hmm. and um, he did. But now he says says yes to anything. He did 250 movies last year. If <laughs> yeah. you look Jesus. at his fucking IMDb, what? it's 250 movies. Is that movies. real? Yeah. How's that even possible? Oh, no, that's porn. Is it porn? Because sometimes that's what that means. No, it's impressive. I mean, <laughs> I feel it... like he must have like one-day jobs on all these. Right, right? you have to, right? I have no idea. But I mean, is it, is, is, is it <laughs> porn? Because one time I was looking up. I was looking up all the the cast of the 1973 Jesus Christ Superstar because I really liked that movie, and uh, I saw that the guy who played the Apostle Jacob, mm-hmm. um, or yeah, the one who denies Jesus three times, that's ja- what's the name of that Apostle Peter? Peter. That's what I'm thinking of. Anyways, he's important now. Um, Eric, I just tried to IMDb Eric Roberts, and he's got one of those uh, bios that's clearly written by like his his rep. And it's like seven paragraphs uh-huh. long. The first part, one of Hollywood's edgier, more intriguing characters Ooh. running around and about for decades, Eric Anthony Roberts started life in Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, blah, 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 his childhood. Three paragraphs later, a risky, no-holds-barred actor. He was often guilty of overacting if given half the chance. <laughs> his film career began to slide in the late 1980s, appearing in more quantity than quality pictures. A series of missteps led to unheralded appearances in such bombs as the karate-themed Best of the Best, the New York urban thriller The Ambulance. Wait, a best bomb? Best was a bomb? Yeah, come on. Yeah, that's garbage. Yeah, but bomb doesn't mean uh, shit. A lot of great movies were bombs. Uh, 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 the Land Before Time was a bomb. Mm. Uh, a Hook was a bomb. Yeah. Um, well, there's four, uh, there's four uh, paragraphs after that. Godfather. Godfather was a bomb. Um... Uh, uh, Wizard of Oz was a bomb. Uh, so you can God, mute me at Godfather any point. was a. I thought Godfather was a fucking smash hit or whatever. Uh, some of some of his oh, okay. some of his, <laughs> his roles from uh, last year: Maximum Impact, Fake News, The Demonic Dead, Ooh. Spreading Darkness, uh, Football Texas. <laughs> Fuck, I want to watch Football Texas. <laughs> uh, Henri. Sp- that, was, that was on. Uh, well, wait. Uh, Sangre Sangre Negra. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to look that that's up. That's not me. That's not me making that noise. I want to point that out. That's not me. And what is? Can you click on fake news and read the synopsis, please? Uh, okay, I can do that. That's got to be like a God's Not Dead production company kind of thing, right? Maxwell so? Stern is a you... freelance reporter who writes for the politics rag. Some of his stories are true. Some, not so much. After a prostitute is murdered, who was once a source for one of Maxwell's, so that's that. That's that one. <laughs> yeah, this is this is definitely a fucking like this is that that this is a pizza gate movie for sure. <laughs> uh, Beyond Brotherhood, Executor, Lux in Tenebris, Las Vegas, Vietnam, the movie. What? Uh, Unbridled. Las Vegas, Vietnam. <laughs> 
hell yeah, dude. He plays like? a mob boss in that. Empire of the Heart. You're you're gonna miss me. Devil Dogs, Lord, Neron. But deliver us. These are all from the same year. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Joe. I was just want to give people a feel. No, I just want to know Vietnam, Las Vegas. What the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read the synopsis, please. Uh, it's Las Vegas, Vietnam, the movie. Um, uh-huh. Director Ron Bex. Um, there's a uh-huh. there's a pretty lady in a tight dress in the picture. Uh, four gangs rule Las Vegas: black, white, nope. Asian, Mexican. Only one will win, or will they? In this comedy drama. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Only one will win. Wait, 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 wait. Only one slapstick. Let me let me just make sure we have this correct because it's amazing. Only one will win. Dash. Or will they in this comedy, comma, drama, comma, ghost story? (laughs) (laughs) I've always wanted to see like a silly supernatural race war. (laughs) Sounds tough. Yeah, for sure. It's a race war, but also a ghost story comedy. (laughs) Dude, scroll. By the way, scroll through the. Scroll through the IMDb pictures of Las Vegas, Vietnam. It's just like a little Vietnamese girl. It's just pictures of a little <laughs> Vietnamese girl throwing up the peace sign. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> That's the only pictures. Those are the only pictures they have. I really There's want to see There's not even any production stills of Eric Roberts. How high is he on the billing? Is he the main character? Or um, is, he, is he getting... He, he's listed as third. In these movies. Third. First, first one is Ron Bex, who's also the director, mm-hmm. who is Hannibal, Hannibal's father. Tina Lee, who's Dragon Lady gang leader. Mm-hmm. And then Eric Roberts, mob boss. How many total movies well, does he have? Who? Ron Bex? Well, no, Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts is an actor. Does it say the... Uh, okay, yeah, let me if look. you go to like his main profile. 488 credits. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Dude, Barrel Street... Holy like shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what were you going to say about his profile in Vanity Fair? Uh, that was it. I mean, that was just... <laughs> that was the fucking t- big takeaway. Cool. He said he did 250 movies. And he'll literally do anything. Uh, yeah, let's see what else has he got. So that was, like, he's still got a whole other page of 2017 credits. Uh, The Institute, Almost Amazing, Deadly Sanctuary, (laughs) Eyes of the Roshi, The Summoning. What's Eyes of the Roshi? Uh Uh-huh, yeah, that's, uh, um, Saigon, 1973. A young man's heart is breaking as he discovers his childhood love, the girl he grew up with, raped and murdered. Oh no. He makes a fa- oh, no. He makes a fateful Dude. resolve to avenge her loss, thereby and then something after that. Can you can you believe that there's this there's this many movies being made every year? Like <laughs> Yeah, like, no, that's all I can think about is like at, at, at one of them is gonna end up being a great movie. Yeah, For well, sure. It has to be one good. of them's good. Doesn't it God, bum you off be- though? Yeah, I mean like what? it does bum me out because you like every single one of those movies took two years probably from the beginning at least like or a year and a half or something somebody put at least a year somebody put at least nine months into that f- uh, fucking vietnam vegas movie <laughs> yeah and somebody truly believes in it too like there's at least someone, one person someone out there was like you know oh man one of these days like i'm working this shit job today but one of these days i'm gonna write a movie i got this idea yeah, i got this <laughs> like i'm gonna i'm gonna become a screener i'm gonna write a movie and then they wrote 
Vietnam, Las Vegas, <laughs> like Las Vegas, Vietnam. And then they sold the script. Then <laughs> they did it. Yeah. They are doing better than all of us combined. True. Yeah. And Absolutely. they were like, dude, we got Eric Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got him. And the thing about <laughs> it is, no one's ever done it before. They had when they got him. Uh, Joe, what are you doing? And everybody's like, oh, something's like one of those ball and cup things. What are you doing? What are you? What are you tapping? You guys can hear that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God damn you. I'm okay, doing my okay, best I'm to be a good boy. Uh, uh, I'm okay, being a good okay, boy. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm real sorry, guys. I'm real sorry it's about forgiven. that. forgiven. Yeah, so that's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Eric Roberts, Roberts doing well. Doing well. Do you guys know about the guy from Stained? I feel like this one's less surprising than uh, than Billy Corgan. What happened with the guy from Stain? Um, well, he has a tattoo uh, that says "Don't tread on me" on his neck. He got oh. a "Don't tread on me" neck tattoo. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Here's a bit of an. Inter- this is from Vic Berger on Twitter. Uh, this is a, a profile from a few years ago. Freedom means freedom, Lewis said in the interview. His name's Aaron Lewis. If you guys, dude, remember that. that's so true. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every uh, rock. Dude from like ninety eight through two thousand two always seemed vaguely alt right for mm-hmm. some reason. It just was very like Woodstock ninety nine seemed like a bunch of uh future alt right guys. Yeah, very aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Freedom means freedom, Lewis said in the interview. Get out of my business. He added that he wanted capitalism with a conscience, and after backing Senator Ted Cruz, Trump's closest competitor in the Republican nomination race in the Massachusetts primary, he proudly jumped into the basket of deplorables and voted for Trump, unquote. Wow. The stained frontman has been a staunch critic of President Barack Obama, telling a crowd at one of his solo concerts last year, For the last eight years, I thought our country was going fucking crazy. Barack Obama should have been impeached a long fucking time ago. Every fucking decision he makes is against the Constitution. It's against what's good for our fucking country. And he is truly the worst fucking president that we have ever had in the history of this fucking country. And a hundred years from now, our fucking grandkids will be looking back at this going, what the fuck was going on? I truly believe that he was elected over 300 years of guilt because he is the least qualified, most inept, completely useless president we have ever fucking had. These Jesus this, Christ! Like at a concert, America was. They are. They are not. He is not down with the sickness anymore. <laughs> this is a different type of sickness. This dude is. Uh, this dude is mentally ill. I. I really don't understand. I think for eight years, you guys, there we were not reading something. There was some right wing rag that everyone was reading who was in a band in the nineties <laughs> and early two thousands. It's there was maybe everyone was just reading Breitbart. I don't really I, I can't say what it is, but it's like the way people talk about Obama. I, I do not understand the vitriol at all. And the only thing I can think of is like they're, they're, they're just kind of hate him because he's black. But that, it just seems too simple. But maybe that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like I have, uh, I have reasons that I thought he was disappointing, but I guarantee yeah. they're wildly different. <laughs> it's like all the right wingers are like, have you went around the world apologizing for America? And you're like, yeah, right. Uh, like, oh my God. What does that even mean? 
He did everything against the Constitution. It's like, yeah. which things? Like, what are you talking about? Is it the drone strike thing? Because yeah. I, I agree yeah. with you that somehow I feel like that's not what you're angry about. Yeah, that's like that's the thing. It's like the one thing where I'd be, oh, yeah, because of all the uh, the drone strikes and the targeted killings. And they're like, no, that was pretty good. Those yeah. were cool. Like, I don't, I don't understand where you're coming from. It was from. when he was born in Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, we live in hell. Yeah. But, you know, Stained, they do do a very good cover of uh, Sound of Silence by, uh, you know, what is it, Hall on Notes? Yeah, that's uh, the Hall on Notes. Garfunkel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. I, think it was, uh, I think it was Dave Coulier. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's a great cover. That dude kills it on that. What is, what other songs? He was the. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, that's right? him. It's been a oh, while. I wasn't thinking of. St- I'm sorry, stained. I was thinking of uh, that other band, the one, the Down of the Sickness band. What's that band? Ooh, is that Disturbed? Yeah, Disturbed. Yeah. It. it was like an apostrophe oh, yeah, very... B at the end. No, I think Disturbed is just spelled regular, but stained oh. has no e in it for some reason. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stained apostrophe D. Why do you think that they made that decision to leave out the E in stained? Because, uh, you know, I mean, people do that all the time with apps, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's true. The this, early adopter. Is, the, you just take, you take out the vowels of something, all of a sudden you've made it cool. Do you think, mm-hmm. like, that was SEO? Was he, like, making sure that people could Google it? Oh, I don't think Google. I don't think Google factored. Make sure that people could Netscape it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because that was like a pretty, you know, pretty far-sighted decision. If that's why he did it. Yeah, but I don't think that's it. That's like, I mean, why did corn spell it with a K and a backwards R? Mm -hmm. I don't think they were thinking about the internet. I don't think they knew. (laughs) Also, what about shit being stained is hardcore? Like. My fucking, I spilled shit on my t-shirt. Yeah, I need some time to go. (laughs) I mean, I'm 99% sure he was like saying, I got tattoos. Mm. Yeah. Oh, sick, dude. Like, he got stained. Like, they go, oh, bro, you you, nice. You got stained, I see. And And also, it's like like a metaphorical stained, you know. It's like a scar, but the band Scarred was already taken. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so he chose stained. And then, like, Puddle of Mud was really mad because they were supposed to be Puddle of Blood. (laughs) And they were like, well, we already made the shirts. (laughs) Somebody was like, what about Stinged? Like, we got stinged by B. (laughs) (laughs) There's already this band, Sting. (laughs) Stinged. Stinged is really funny. My favorite thing about late 90s is, like, if you look at the mid-90s, all the music was... It wasn't too dark. I don't want to say it was like it wasn't like super happy. I mean, I guess it's kind of mm-hmm. happy. He had ska, and it was like mostly like pretty upbeat. Like he had Weezer's, kind of like sort mm-hmm. of the straight ahead alt alty like post punk thing. And then something happened in like 1998 where shit was pretty great. Like if you look at what was happening in right. 1998, like everything was pretty good. But for some and reason, all the music turned crazy. All yeah. the music turned. It was like white kids are like, I fucking hate you, mom and dad. I had a broken <laughs> yeah. home. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Sometimes I cut myself at night thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything was just like. 
I got fucking issues, and I know you guys got issues too. Let's cut ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it was something about like peacetime. People were just like, I am yeah. tired of this shit. It was basically another version of like Britney gets really sleepy. It's like everyone <laughs> got really bored, you know? And, and, and so when people get bored, they start with Suck 99 and do a lot of raping. Like yeah. that's just, I think that's what happened. Fucking, they Rape. put on. You put no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Does that say rapped? <laughs> that had to be a band at that in 99. It would just say rapped. Was it Columbine? <laughs> yeah, well, Columbine was like the like a, like a symptom of that, I think. Like yeah. Those were the kids who so, were just mad yeah. for no reason. Like everybody just got fucking mad and goth and yeah. was like, dude, my dad's such an asshole. Yeah, and then, and then all the 9/11 happened and saved music. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it really did. did. Yeah, 9/11 happened, and then all of a sudden people were like, "Okay, now we can sing about something." Uh, I mean, but did they like the music in 2002? Seemed like it kind of sucked. Also, oh, it took a little while to get good, <laughs> but all of a sudden you got the Strokes came out, and then you had like the White Stripes. Things got better. Sure, you know. Sure, I mean they're definitely marginally better than stained and fucking uh what were the other bands that came out it was like aaron lewis mm-hmm. uh, uh Mud- days of Mud- the new no. and shit yeah mudvane Mud- yeah. Mud- Mud- yeah. yeah. mudvane was like poor man slipknot dude yeah dude they were both poor man slipknot <laughs> slipknot and mudvane were poor man slipknot yeah Papa Roach. i also think it's like it was like uh, a response to rap, like white people had to, fu- yeah, had to totally. find a way to be cool again. No. Like, yeah, we're sta- we're dirty, and we're, we're scary too. Crazy. That's, That's absolutely true. right. Yeah, because all the like real ass stories from the street tie them back to Tupac, mm-hmm. seeing a guy get yeah. stabbed in Oakland. Right. Some dude in Iowa is like, "Well, I can't, I can't sing a song about that." But my uncle did molest me. <laughs> <laughs> my so parents got divorced. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. It was tra- it was traumatic at the time. I definitely remember in college in uh, one of my in one of my film classes, this girl, this really hot girl, uh, who's like super quiet, made like a super uh, a, a super emo video about like her parents getting divorced. Nice. <laughs> was it like a yeah. music video? No, I can't. It was. It was like it was lyrical. I think uh, there might have oh. been there might have been some spoken word in there. That's kind of nice. That's that's at least she made some art out of it, you know. Yeah, yeah maybe di- divorce rates were going up, you know. Yeah. Uh, there, some something was definitely happening, and and it fucked up a lot of people's like w- will to live. All of a sudden, every adult turned into a fucking into a seventh grader. It makes <laughs> yeah, no yeah. sense. Yeah, like just imagine. You, <laughs> like as Brendan always band. says. Look at the ba- band. As Brendan like, always says. You, people don't. Look back at like 1999 or 2000 and 2001, and like listen to that music, and then and then realize that it's an adult making that. That's music. an adult. Those are all adults. That's a full grown man. That's the craziest thing. Is like these are like wait, what's wrong with them? I know why I was angry. I was little, yeah, and I was chubby, and I hadn't fucked anything. But why the fuck? Why? Why the fuck was the whole of the band Corn all dressed like how I felt? <laughs> These are twenty seven. They're doing yeah. all right in life. Yeah. Like, it was either Corn or it was like or it was like someone in Southern California being like, you know what? I think punk rock's too serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I, I I 
I wish I knew what was going on during that time. I th- I like Joe's theory. I think Joe's theory has some holds some water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I almost feel hey, bad hey, for those hey, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good theory, man. Yeah, I, I, I think we've been potting for like two hours. Yeah, well, we can uh, we can wrap this up. Yeah, I should go move my car. Probably. I mean, I gotta fucking edit out all your like sounds and noises. Yeah, all, that, all that racial yeah, stuff too. Yeah. That was yeah. surprising. Not me, man. Oh that my god. Weak. Unbelievable. You're so fucking doing like gaffing gap gaff gaff guy. What is Foley. it called? Foley. Foley. Artist. Foley. Oh, yeah, yeah. Foley. Yeah, the gaffer's life. I thought you were I'm talking about Goatsy again. <laughs> he was like, yeah, guy. I was like, oh, you mean Goatsy? <laughs> yeah. Like this. Um, all right. So, uh, Matt, you want to take us on out of here? Uh, all right. Uh, Jesse, thank you so much uh, for, for being on the pod. What do you have to plug? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, Twitter at Jesse the Hat. Um, Same on Instagram. Two T's. Yeah, J E S S E V T H E H E T T. Same thing on Instagram. Uh-huh. And man, fuck it. Friend me on Facebook, man. Let's send yeah. some weird messages back and forth. Why the hell not? Fuck yeah. Hula, Echo, Tango, yeah. Tango. Oh, also, if you live in the Bay Area, every Monday at the uh, Ivy Room in Albany. Fuck. Got a stand-up show. Where? Where? Uh, yeah. Ivy Room in Albany. It's on San Pablo Avenue. Okay, but what day did you say? I, every I, Monday. I stomped on it. Okay, Monday. <laughs> Got it. All right, cool. All Joe, you fucking you, Monday partiers out there. Hey, uh, you, you can find me on Instagram. J-O-E-S-I-N-C-L-I-T-I-C-O. Yeah. That's that's it, man. I think Sweet. I got some shows coming up, but I'm not 100% sure. But you'll be able to find me on Instagram, and I'll you know, tell you all about it. It's a suck a dick. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. What's the Google Voice number? Patreon.com slash Frockcast. And <laughs> no one has left that's a phone the- message in months. <laughs> 415-275-0030. Not that I blame you. I fucking hate the phone. Yeah. Broadcast at gmail.com. gmail.com. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, good night and good shins. Yeah.